Kentucky Roll Call podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Happy holidays from our friends at Cornbread Hemp. This past year has been stressful for everyone, especially now that the holidays are here and finding effective ways to cope may seem impossible. That's why I trust my friends over at Cornbread Hemp, Kentucky's number one rated CBD company with the most THC allowed by law. Leave the holiday stress behind when you share Cornbread Hemp with your loved ones this holiday season. They even have gifts for your parents too. So from now until Christmas, enjoy an extra 30% off your entire purchase when you visit cornbreadhemp.com and enter the promo code BIGX at checkout. Enjoy the entire holiday season with a little help from our friends at Cornbread Hemp, Kentucky's first choice for all things CBD. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, cat, cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's going to throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish. There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Jesus, Rash, get it together! It's game day, come on! Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. January 4th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on the second show in your new year. We appreciate you tuning in and listening with us. Roush said it best there in the intro. It is game day, baby. It's game day. Cats take on LSU down in Baton Rouge against the Tigers in a ranked matchup. Two top 20 teams, or top 25 teams at least, going at it. And it should be a fun one, Nick Roush. Yeah, it's uh, sneakily maybe the best game of the year so far for Kentucky. The toughest opponent it's played, maybe. LSU's good. This is going to be a tough road challenge, a nice road test for the Cats. The last true road game was Notre Dame. We've talked ad nauseum about how Bad of a loss that was, but things seem to turn the corner now tonight. We we think Kentucky's turned the corner. They can have the chance to prove it tonight in Baru. Did I do that right? Uh yeah, that was yeah, that was good. You gotta get the you gotta get the B in there. And then O's are silent. Vowels are pretty much silent. So it's really just B A T in R. Baru. Baru. <laughs> Justin, See, I used to you? always go heavy on the T. I would go, Baton Rouge. Yeah, it, dep- it, it depends what part of the France region you're from. Okay. <laughs> Which I'm from the south end of France. 
<laughs> okay, I'm more northeast. That makes Not, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 <laughs> that's understandable. <laughs> Justin, what's up, buddy? Oh, not a lot. I'm here. Tuesday, second second show of the year. Excited. Game day. I don't have a game day to look forward to, so I'll look forward to your all's game day. Tweeted. I just got this tweet at 7.05 this morning from at Derek T122469. Nice. Uh, I tweeted, Wisconsin upsets number three, Purdue. It's going to be one of those crazy college basketball years, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. He says, how is this really an upset? Because Purdue's... <laughs> They were 12 and a half point favorites. They're ranked number three. It, it, it's the, it is at the, home. at home. home too. It yeah. is the 100% definition of an upset. Like, that's an upset. That 23 coming into three, 12 and a half point dogs in basketball, pretty sizable, double digit dogs. So I got to respond. The, uh, to that. I'm going to have a good time with it. What was his name? Jordan Davis. Is that right? That went out and dropped 34 yeah. on him? Yeah. yeah, is it Johnny Davis? Oh, yeah, Johnny Davis. There you go. Johnny yeah. Davis. Okay. Johnny. There we go. Johnny Davis. Uh, freak. freak. He should be in discussion for Player of the Year. Hey, right there with Oscar Sheboy. Right there with Oscar Sheboy. But absolutely went to Banana Land, went nuts. One of my buddies actually was at the game. So picked a good one to go to. Did you all – I know that this wasn't – it's probably not going to make the Sports Center top ten because – it didn't really result in anything, but did you all see the full court pass Purdue had to Edie to cut it to three? I did. It was amazing. That was a fun game. <laughs> it was nuts. Two, two good teams, if you ask me. Oh my goodness. That was crazy. They did it was a full court alley oop, essentially. Two Edie to cut it to three, but Purdue couldn't get a stop. Wisconsin ended up getting a runaway dunk to, to put a punctuation mark on it, a little exclamation point. But that was just one of the weirder, because it looks so smooth to just throw it full court and dunk it, but they did it in like one and a half seconds. Crazy. I mean, that's what, you, that's what you get when a guy's 7'4 and has an 8'5 wingspan. Shocking that there are so many coaches that get paid millions of dollars or even hundreds of thousands of dollars to coach basketball. And when you're down multiple possessions with little time left, you have to throw links to the court passes. You just you have to do it. It's a good way to dribbling the ball up the court. I, I, it's shocking to me. Like so, if you're down seven, for an example, and or you're down seven, you're down four with seven seconds left. You're not getting a four point play. Throw it down on the other block if you can. Throw it the length of the court if you can. Try to put up a shot as quickly as you can. And then maybe ideally, you know, there's four or five seconds left if you hit the shot, and boom, one possession game. It's really your only chance to have to to be in it. No, no coaches, no teams do the long length of the court pass nearly enough. And I know the situation was a little different for, for Purdue, but uh, all all the same, really cool. You got to yeah. do that. You got to do the full length of the court passes. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna. I do think it's just gonna be one of those years that even the teams that are ranked in the top five any given night on the road. They could lose, except for Duke in the ACC because the ACC stinks, and except for Gonzaga and whatever. What WCC, I think we all settled on, uh, because the WCC is not very good either. Ooh, they're also on a COVID pause too. So don't get your hopes up for that that rescheduled game with number one. I, I kind of did. TJ was like, well, I mean, worst case scenario, if something gets canceled, Gonzaga's there. They canceled their game four days in advance. So sounds like that – Sounds like they might be shut down for a while. Yeah, we probably do need to maybe briefly touch on the COVID stuff because 
if you just go to like your ESPN app or wherever you check on scores and games, um, it is just sometimes shocking, Roush, how many teams aren't playing, how many teams are on a break, how many games are canceled just on a nightly basis. How many games do you think last night were canceled? I would say seven. That would be my guess. Okay. Uh, 16. We had one, we had a two, a three, four, five, six, seven, seven games. Wow. Seven games in D1 basketball canceled. Let's see for tonight. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight for tonight. So, you know, on any given night, you could have probably anywhere five to on busier college basketball nights, maybe 15 games canceled across the board. Uh, they just came out yesterday. I mean, this is just, I, I, I'm, at a loss of words with some of this stuff. But um, Andy Katz tweeted out last night. Let's see if I can find it. Uh, he was just nothing but all the uh, – Wisconsin- Yeah, he was all Wisconsin-Purdue. He's very excited about that. Um, he's tweeting how Lawrence, Kansas, and Mackey – or Fog Allen and Mackey are the best two atmospheres um, in college basketball, which, like, I'm sure they're great. But, I mean – Fog Allen is, I'm sure Mackey is, but a college basketball gym can get loud. They just can. Okay, um, I don't know if I can find it, but he basically just hinted at, like, per the new CDC rules, uh, you're going to probably start seeing some people. Okay, here it is. The new normal. Players who tested positive wear a mask in day 6 to 10 following the five days of quarantine per CDC guidelines. We're seeing it with Badgers, Jacob Neath here at Purdue. So basically, we're going to start seeing people wear masks on the courts, where even the furthest left of the left are telling you that cloth masks don't do anything anymore, which is what everybody was telling you. that Well, not everybody, but the majority of people were telling you right from the get-go. We're really going to, Roush, have people on the court wearing masks? That'll, um, that'll look like something. What? But hell, they, there was people doing it last year, too, at times, so... It's nothing too too new, too crazy. Uh, no, it's crazy. I mean, when you have basically everybody, you have even Dr. Fauci saying masks don't do anything. So naturally, the CDC says day six to ten, wear a mask out in public. So we're going to put them on our college basketball players. It, it is it is sometimes hard to believe this is a real reality that we're living in right now. That you have people even basically coming out and being like, eh, virus is going to virus. It's just going to be here. We got to live with it. And then our highest educations, our institutes of knowledge and learning, just do something so idiotic and stupid. But I, I don't, I don't know. My guess is after this Omicron surge, COVID goes away for a little bit, and we just need to kind of buckle down the next week, two weeks, and and get through this surge. And then college basketball hopefully will finish out as planned, Roush. But if there's a scenario where this kind of keeps up for the next month or two, it'll be more disastrous somehow than it was last year, which, you know, riddle me that. But it's certainly something to keep an eye on. I'm not one that's like a doom and gloomer or worry wart or anything like that. And my guess is once this surge ends, so many people are going to have natural immunity and they're going to have this and that. And the amount of people right now that I know personally, seems yeah, like almost everybody that have yeah. it and are boosted and are getting it, but hopefully this surge roush builds up a little natural immunity. But if it were to keep going, I don't know what you do with college basketball because you can't have that many can Missouri's on a pause. Kentucky was lucky to get that Missouri game in when they did. 
uh, or maybe unlucky, depending if you want UK to try to reschedule somebody else. And I don't really have any doubt that Kentucky may have some other COVID issues somewhere along the road because it seems like everybody else is getting it or doing it and dealing with it. So it's it's not something we like talk, talking about. We're sick of talking about it, obviously. But it is something that you just can't really ignore when you go through the college basketball games and you see canceled, 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 canceled each and every night. The um the one uh, silver lining I have in all of this is it's if if you can't like Omicron is uh, less dangerous, it's much milder symptoms and it's much more contagious. I think this is the the one where everybody gets it, and then uh, and then we slowly get into it being just like the flu every year, where yes you have guess. yeah yeah where it's just like we're always gonna have to deal with it. You should get your flu shot. In the fall, you should get your COVID shot in the fall, um, and that that should do the most part to protect you and kind of get things to normal. That's my guess. That's my hope. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, I mean, it's it's a crapshoot. This thing's changed so many times since it started, almost two years ago, right on TJ's birthday. People forget that. It, no, it was weirdly not COVID, COVID March of TJ's birthday. No, it was actually the day before. A lot of people, uh, a lot of March people. 10th. Can- a right. lot of people get that wrong, including even a uh, a Yahoo Sports article got that got got that one wrong. So um, I'm glad you did bring that up, and uh, always good to clarify that for the listeners out TV's there. Birthday. Yes, yeah. Uh, I speak kind of a, a similar of I, I finished the movie Don't Look Up. Did you, have you all seen that? Yeah, I picked a bad time to watch it. Shouldn't have done it Christmas night. It just wasn't oh. holly and jolly. It's very very cynical. Yeah. If you watch that on Christmas night, you goober. Yeah. Why? Watch a Christmas movie. I'd watch Christmas movies and it was like, oh, well, this came out. This looks good. Should be funny. So, uh, do you, do you, some people are thinking it may have be a subtle message about global warming. Subtle? <laughs> I thought, honestly, there was more parallels to COVID. Just believe in the science you wanted to believe in, and then just hoping that it was true, yeah, and yeah. people, everybody just losing their freaking minds. But they just, I, I, I didn't think it was as bad as people or some people thought it was. I enjoyed it. I, well, I just think when you have those that cast of actors, it's going to be semi entertaining. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, um, it's like sometimes when you take that just like extreme satire, and like I, I can appreciate some of it, but I'm also just. I'm also wanting some escapism, so I don't want to see just like the, the the little clip the the montages of the clips of people like on their TikToks like this comment ain't real, you know, like and just yeah, it's just like all right, I don't I don't need this right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I it, it, first half much better than the second half. If they could have just kind of kept up like the funny with an interesting storyline, but they kind of go away from the funny in the second half just to be like. Well, look what we're beat you over the head with it. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. And but still, I I still I'm a big Jennifer Lawrence fan. Think she did a great job in it. And it's an interesting without the mumbo jumbo that goes along with it. It's it is just a kind of an interesting storyline into the world. What because the COVID stuff has kind of taught us if if they came out and they're like, listen, there's an asteroid we think may hit us in six months. We got to figure out what we're going to do about it. Can you imagine like grocery stores, convenience stores? We ran out of toilet paper because of a virus. Mm-hmm. People were like, oh, there's an airborne virus out there. I want to make sure I can wipe my butt. The best that, people that was in the that... first thing that people thought to do was let's go get all the toilet paper. 
And then uh, my favorite part is that they tried to promote it by going on that show, and Tyler Perry and uh, what's her name are the two funniest people in that thing. Like, that was great. The first time they go on that show is one of the best scenes. Yeah, yeah. It's. <laughs> oh, I never thought that I would be like, yeah, Tyler Perry was great, but no, he really their whole her bit was was really. What, funny. what was their show called? The, the Daily Rip. The Daily Rip. Yeah. Just... <laughs> and the intro for that kind of making fun of TV show intros, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. So yeah. overall, I I would recommend it. It back half not as good as the first half, and they little, do a little dark, but yeah, 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 they do hit you over the head with it. But there's there's some really uh, Jonah Hill's character is hilarious. It, <laughs> He, um, when the one guy is charging them for the free snacks, that was a really good scene. I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed that one. Uh, so there's a little movie for you. But as we mentioned, we got we kind of got into the minutia here. But cats take on LSU. I've done my LSU homework. I, I kind of have a feel for what to expect tonight. It's a uh, it's a fun game. It's going to be a really really good atmosphere. LSU is a bowl game tonight, don't they, Roush? Yeah. So they're even. Um... They're leaving the arena open so fans can watch the football game on the jumbotron there afterwards. I don't, I don't know how many people are going to do that because LSU has something like thirty-four players playing. So, Jeez. yeah. Why are LSU Kansas State playing a bowl game on January fourth? There's usually always like one or two stragglers. I know uh, Tennessee Indiana was like that when Indiana made bowl games. Um, long, 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 way back in the day, long time. Yeah, <laughs> back in my day. But, but usually, it's like a day or two after. It's just the NFL schedule kind of kicked it back. Gotcha. Uh, so uh, I am familiar but, with them having kind of just one random game in between, like the semifinals and the college football playoffs. But if they're going to do that, make it like make it some, make it like a MAC team. You know, make it some teams you don't get to see a ton of. One, I don't want to see Kansas State, and two, LSU. They're they're decimated as is, but didn't um wasn't the Compass Bowl that Kentucky played in with Joker? Wasn't that kind of a stragler? That, that that may have been. I think uh, according to my like Facebook memories, I think Kentucky may have won a Liberty Bowl yesterday, way back when, Ooh. um January third. And I do, I think you're right. They they lost. I think they played a Compass Bowl on like the second or the third, they had a basketball game that day too. They lost the basketball game as well. It was bad, bad sports day for the cats. I think they lost to Georgia that day in basketball, if I'm not mistaken. But January 8th was when Pitt played Kentucky. January 8th? Yeah, January Oh, I didn't realize it was that late. Sheesh, yeah. 27-10 loss without Mike Hartline at quarterback. And I guess Cobb didn't play it. Did, did Cobb opt out? Should have. <laughs> that was, whew, woof. I'm ready for day two of opt-out talk, Roush. Two hours, nothing but opt-out talk. Matt Corral, everybody get your takes fired up. No. Cobb had five catches for 62 yards, so he did play with uh, Morgan Newton at quarterback. It was one of the most for forgettable UK football games I, I can remember, Yeah, if that makes any sense. I, I could not tell you one single eventful thing from that. Well, I don't know if long-term, unless you get a Mardi Gras miracle sort of deal, is going to be – this is going to be the most memorable basketball game one way or another. But it is Kentucky's chance to get its best win on its resume, and it could be yes. remembered on Selection Sunday, if not any longer than that. Uh, this is a big one for the Cats. This is their second true road game that they've played in. We all remember the first one. It did not go particularly well. 
But since that game, Kentucky turned a corner. They flipped a switch, and they have been playing as well as pretty much anybody in college basketball, despite what Jeff Goodman may or may not tell you. And they will head down to an LSU team coming off, I believe, their first loss on yep. the season to Auburn, a game that um, maybe a little bit more competitive than the score would say, but Auburn was in complete and total control for the duration of that game. And so they're coming off a loss. They've had, uh, I think, about a five, six-day break to get ready for this one, get prepared for this one. It's They're honoring – who are they honoring tonight? That coach that was down uh, there, yeah, Dale Brown? Dale Brown Dale is Brown. getting uh, the court named after him. And, uh, man – Dale Brown Court and the Pete Maravich Center. There's, there's not – there's not a whole lot of good things I'll ever say about Bobby Knight, but he did have a very funny line when asked about a comeback victory over LSU and Dale Brown back in the late 80s. Uh, they were down by like 10 points. They were like, Bob, what was going through your head then? He said, well, I looked over to the other sideline, saw Dale Brown was on it, so I knew I had a chance to win. <laughs> Ruthless. He's just such a jerk. <laughs> but it's so funny because Dale Brown had so many good teams and never did anything with him. I don't, I don't think he ever got to a Final Four at LSU. Yeah, um, I thought maybe they got to one, but maybe not. Stanley Roberts. Shaq. Who was the guard, Chris Jackson? Yeah. Really good. Um, really good teams the, back in the day that didn't do much. Did you see the Vikings coach? quote yesterday no it's going around uh so brown went to the final four in 81 and 86 i i haven't heard it but um i mean he's getting ready to get fired so i'm sure he's saying some outlandish stuff yeah i i, I thought that he had gone i didn't know he went to two final fours but i thought he had gone to a final four um i, I want to uh, the clip's gotta clip's gotta do it justice but i don't know if i can find it this quickly oh, um, oh wait that's 2018 it's it's oh maybe this is it. let's see Give this the old college try here, Justin. Click on that. Uh, anyways, just in regards to like kind of sobering but honest comments uh, that aren't the nicest in the world along the same lines as a Bobby Knight. Justin, you got that? I got it. Yep. One second. It's kind of hard to hear a little bit, but always makes for good good audio. I'll turn it up. Here we go. Do you think you want to get a look at Mond next week? Not particularly. Why don't you really get him again? I see him every day. <laughs> so that's Kellen Mom. You may remember the name. <laughs> Texas A&M quarterback. That's who the Cats went up against down when they traveled to, to A&M back in 2018. I think he was their all-time leading like passer, rusher. He broke a ton of stats at Texas A&M. He came in as third string for the Vikings at Green Bay on Sunday night after the Mannion fellow, who was okay, obviously not good enough to, to win on the road, very pedestrian, all things considered. And they put Kellen Mond in there, and I don't think he did really much of uh, of anything. But he was asked, do you want to see more of him this week? And when I first heard it, Roush, I thought it was just like a, a joke. Uh, play one more time, Justin. You still have it pulled up by chance? I don't, but I can get it pulled back up. <laughs> okay, that's fine. One moment, please. <laughs> oh... So it's fun. All right, here we go. Okay. Do you think okay. you want to get a look at Mond next week? Not particularly. Mike, why don't you really get a look at him? I see him every day. 
I initially took it as a joke. Like, no, I don't want to get a look at him because I see him every day. But just his tone and the way that, like, the press conference is going and also the lack of, I don't know, a smile. He's very serious. Uh, he is out on Kellen Mond, doesn't want to have him play in the final week of the season. Yikes. I don't know why, though. Even if you see him every week, like, what's playing Kirk Cousins going to do? Wait, you want to gain that doesn't matter? Lose a game by three points, probably. Yeah. So, Mike Zimmer, that's dumb. You're dumb. That's why you're going to get fired. Uh, it's not working anymore. See you later. Yeah, uh, the Vikings The Vikings are a joke. But um, LSU, not a joke. They're a pretty good team. No. I don't think they're – I think Kentucky should win. Uh, we're going to go weird, a break though. here pretty soon. They're weird, though, yeah. TJ. This is like Will Wade used to just be like, all right, we're going to score 90 points and try to beat you that way. Now they're all about defense. They're number one in Kim Palm defensive efficiency. They are number one in opponent field goal percentage in the country. Opponents are shooting just 34.5% per game. And uh, second in points per game allowed at 55.3. So uh, Will Wade has got this team locking up. Um, they're they're going to make things difficult on Kentucky. They're, they're, they're going to close that hard. they got a lot of length out there. Um, I saw where – remember Xavier Pinson from Missouri? He's yep. now a uh, point guard at LSU. Uh, Darius Days is still there, so uh, they got uh, they got some dudes. They're going to make it difficult on Kentucky all night long. Uh, this has got to be one of those where Shebway's got to be very conscientious early on, um, playing on the road, making sure he doesn't get those quick fouls, so that they can lean on him when things kind of get to a gridlock offensively. And I'm sure they're going to go after Shebway. You'll see this a lot from SEC teams and good teams. They're going to probably try to go after him to see if they can get. Uh, one or two quick, cheap, easy ones on him. Uh, the front court matchups are really interesting. We'll talk about that. Xavier Pinson, a guy obviously Kentucky's familiar with going up, uh, playing against Missouri several times. He was kind of their, not kind of, he was generally their best player that they had. He transferred to LSU and Roush, I had a theory that, I, I think Wheeler was down to LSU and Kentucky. I think he wanted to stay in conference just because of the benefit that that would provide him. And I think Pinson going to LSU made it a pretty easy call for Wheeler to, to go to Kentucky. I'm not saying if Pinson goes elsewhere that Wheeler definitively goes to LSU, but I think there's probably a pretty decent chance that he does. They have some nice pieces, and he would be the lead guard, getting to do all those things, both an experienced SEC, SEC guard like Pinson going in there. I think Wheeler maybe opted and decided to do something a little different. So maybe a blessing in disguise there. I'm happy that Kentucky has Wheeler. And that's going to be a fun matchup. Two very, very experienced SEC players in Pinson and Wheeler probably guarding each other, going up against one another. This It's going to feel like 2003 all over again, Roush, having some very veteran guys that are familiar with each other's games playing against one another. But Ooh. Eason... Or, or sorry, go ahead. I was going to say I need to. I'm going to need to look up their stats against each other when it was Missouri versus Georgia last year. That would have been maybe some good prep work that I didn't think of personally. I did look up, you know, what Days has done against Kentucky in the past, and Pinson has done against Kentucky in the past. I didn't look up the Pinson Wheeler matchups though. That's mm. why you're big brain Jay. Yeah, I also went pretty wide on the work yesterday. You know, oh, we can pull stuff. You worked for like seven days. You deserve to break, Roush, all right? Um, 
Oh, it's funny. The last game was actually of the year for Wheeler was actually against Missouri. They lost. Oh no. <laughs> Six of thirteen in that game. Wheeler? Fourteen points, thirteen assists. God. Fourteen Wheeler? points, thirteen assists, three steals. His stat lines at Georgia were nuts. Yeah, and you know, field goal percentage probably not uh, very desirable at times in certain games, but that's just Georgia. He had to do mm-hmm. a little bit more in certain situations. So Pinson had seventeen in that game. Okay. Now, um, little revenge match over in the SEC tournament. He was four for twelve from the field. Easton so. and Days are what really I think LSU and, in my opinion, watch some random dude go off tonight. It's Easton Days and Pinson two. One, a front court player, one kind of a stretch four, if you will, and then the other one, a guard. And Easton transferred over from Cincinnati, if you're not really familiar with him. Days has been at LSU for forever. Uh, he's kind of the – well, both him and – Easton and Days can both kind of take you out. Um, they can both stretch you out, and that's why I think it's going to be interesting. They're going to try to play their big center, Efton Reed. I don't know – I don't know how much he's going to be able to stay on the floor tonight. But if they do, then Toppin, big, big, big night for him. Big opportunity for Jacob Toppin. His defense against either Days or Eason could be crucial yep. in this game. Brooks, Kentucky's going to play Brooks a lot, and I'm okay with that. Brooks needs to be good offensively. You can't get torched defensively against one of these two dudes. These are the type of guys he has struggled with previously. People that can kind of bring you out, score in a variety of ways, three-level scores. So this is a big night for Brooks, too. It's a big night for the Toppins and Brooks, the four position for Kentucky, Roush. And I, and I think there should be multiple guys on UK's. LSU does not overly impress me as a three-point shooting team or as a rebounding team. Um, should be a good night for Kentucky. It, I, it If they come ready to play, if they come and they play like they have the last several games, I think Kentucky should be ready to go, plus the motivation factor of, hey, this is a road game. We want to shut these dudes up. Last time we went on a road game, we got all in our head. Let's not let that happen again. So I think it's going to be a good night for the Cats. I'm pretty pumped up about it. Yeah, it um, it should be fun just to – because this is going to be a big atmosphere. Uh, you know, as much as Cal beats us over the head with the – we're everybody's Super Bowl, I mean – they're naming the court after their old head coach tonight. So, uh, at, you know, they're loading one into the chamber, adding some more evidence that Kentucky is, in fact, everybody's Super Bowl. It's going to be a raucous, rowdy atmosphere, and uh, it's it should be an exciting game. Kentucky has performed well since that Notre Dame game, like I alluded to off the top. They haven't really been challenged a ton. So this is, uh, this is a chance to walk into the Lions' den once again your first true road game since that loss and, and prove that you have changed and sure. you, you have turned the corner. Set the tone for a tough January. Set the tone for road play in the SEC. That's an easy way to get yourself a one, two, or three seed in the March Madness is take care of business on the road. Drop one, two, three at worst, but for the most part, take care of business. You know you're going to take care of business at home, and that's how you really jump up the seed line. Okay. Uh, we're going to go to a break here. want to tell you the Case Foundation and Waterproofing guaranteed work with free estimates. That's a huge deal. Stop fighting water today. Call the pros at Case, 502-376-7706. Case Foundation and Waterproofing since 1944. This is Kentucky Roll Call since 2018, and we'll be right back. Roll
Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X. 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. Went and got salsaritas yesterday because I'm not a liar. And it was delicious. Brought home uh, lunch for the wife. She enjoyed her tacos. I'm not a liar. Got my quesadilla. In your Proud. blue Powerade? The fountain was out. No! Wow. And I love salsaritas. And I never say a bad word about them. But I say it's like a... I feel like it's like a 10% chance the blue power raid may not be working. Everything else was good. The Sprite, the Coke, the doctor, you know, you name it. Everything else was rocking and rolling. But I, I think the to have the best blue power raid, it does take some special juice. And they were out of it. It really, it, it, it was a little bit of a bummer. Luckily, one bite of my quesadilla and chips and spicy hot salsa changed everything for me. I was, I was back in the game. I was okay. I'd forgotten about it. But, but yeah, their Blue Powerade's one of their best selling points. I always love it when that machine is just dumping out Blue Powerade like it's going out of style. They got two so locations. I bet the one in Middletown Powerade machine was working. I probably just went to the wrong one the wrong day. They're never down for long um, when they are down. But, yeah, I was a little bummed. What did you drink? I got a Sprite for the wife, and uh, and I, I I did have a sip of it. I'm not going to lie. Was it the best Sprite you've ever had? Well, no, but I don't really drink soft drinks, although I had like two Cokes during Christmas time, and then now I just took a sip of a Sprite. So maybe I'm reverting back to my old Turn into a real junkie, pal. No kidding. Well, it, next is going to be candy <laughs> after 10 p.m. But uh, there is nothing better than the first sip of a Sprite. Yeah, but it also, it, it's one of those things, you're right, where the first sip's great, but then it has kind of a diminishing return after that. I, I don't know. I like Sprites. I think they're slept on and also like that if you don't like feel particularly well, a Sprite just slaps in ways that other soft drinks don't have the, the, the opportunities. But Sprite doesn't have any caffeine in it. And that's like, if I'm being honest here, that's the part of the reason why I drink an occasional soft drink is because I'm tired of needing, drinking coffee and that's another caffeine source. So suck it, caffeine-free Sprite. Well, Salsaritas has two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. Their lunch and their dinner, folks, so delicious. The whole family will be happy. They're so versatile in different foods you can get, and you can try that there will be something there for everybody. And then if somebody's just super picky, then just shut them up with the wildly addictive chips because they're the best in the business. Download the app. Uh, every time I go there, I'm not – Every time I go there, they take money off my, my order because I scan the app. They're like, oh, you've yesterday they didn't take any points away from me, but I actually got an extra 100 points. They were doing some spa- – I don't, I, yeah, I don't the, know how Salsaritas is making money on the app scanning. I, I know that if you use your app this month, your next order you'll get five bucks off. Okay, so, so that's what – yeah, because they were just like, boy, 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 you got a billion points, buddy. Way to go. But when I scanned it, they were like, you have a $2 off uh, – Thing on your app do you want to use it it was just like a special i was like sure why not every time you go there make sure you have the app it's going to save you some money salsaritas we love them deliciously different oh, man it really is deliciously different um and i really am hungry this is i didn't mean to do it but i realized it's my first day back on my grind my diet grind i was gonna give it a week but here I'm i doing, am i'm doing something different this new year's no, no drink January. 
<laughs> that's not new. I, I, but I am doing that. No drink January and February. Uh, gonna be so just, long to go. Gonna be a no playoff weekends. No, I'm I'm gonna just hold true. Maybe not if Green even Bay's if the Packers the, are in the Super Bowl. If Green Bay's in the Super Bowl, I may make an exception. Just let me know when I can cheat. If I can cheat, <laughs> uh, when the Steelers are in the Super Bowl. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so, we talked a little bit about that. I'll see you in March. <laughs> I'm doing something a little. I, I'm not gonna try to starve myself. I think if I Pelotron or exercise every day, which I'm going to try to do, I'm going to clip in for the cats tonight. If I try to exercise, nobody cares about this either, by the way. So I got to make this fast. Uh, If I try to exercise all the time, I'm not going to eat super unhealthy, but I'm also not going to like, I'm not going to go on a rabbit diet. And I, and I'm, I'm hoping that this is going to be a solution because nobody's going to eat rabbit food for the rest of their lives. Yeah, for like a month or two to lose weight, sure. But what happens when you get back to a normal diet? Will the weight go back on? So my emphasis is on healthy moving, not so much healthy living. Yeah, um, mine's just help, but like a little bit of both. I'm gonna try, some, but the biggest, yeah. the biggest thing is fasting and not eating breakfast and taking sugar out of my coffee. So black coffee this morning, baby. Well, the black, the best black coffee is from Thornton's, right? That's true, and that's where. I like to get my coffee. Um, you can get into the Thornton's text on 502-414-1450. Download the Refreshing Rewards app. Get your black coffee this morning. Mm-hmm. They got delicious donuts as well. We're talking a lot of food. And yeah, I'm not going to like try to make a habit of eating the most fried, unhealthy food in the world. But like yesterday, I thought to myself, do I want a taco salad? It's the new year. It sounds pretty good. I went, no, you know what? Cheesy quesadilla sounds better. I, I'm, that's what I'm going to get. So that's what I that's what I decided to do. And I'm not going to blame myself. For I that. ate salad three days in a row while down in Orlando. So wow. I'm basically that's yeah, I'm, I'm basically the healthiest human alive. You are a rabbit. <laughs> healthiest rabbit alive. You're going to be shedding the pounds in no time. Yeah. Justin, I hope so. You can yeah. drink when you want, buddy. You don't have to do this. Oh no, I'm doing it. I got, I got to prove it to myself. That you can have the discipline. I mean, but you also yeah. have to watch Indiana basketball over the next two months. That is, you know, I was actually thinking about that last night. I was like, man, we're three days in. This whole drink, no drinking thing, it's going pretty good. And then I started thinking, I was like, Indiana hasn't played yet. This is <laughs> the college. I'm gonna bat- really struggle. Oh, last year stunk for kentucky and doing all this stuff the college basketball season will actually hold your hand through all this when you get like in your normal tuesday saturday rotations these months can go by quicker than you think although it's dark and cold and nobody like there's nothing going on and nobody's doing anything and i'm pretty sure everybody in the city of louisville has a cold if not covid like everybody right now in louisville is sick to some degree yeah or they know somebody like or they know somebody that's sick it is wild when it goes from 65 to 30 you know, that might have a little something to do. With sure. It. We're going to get some uh, snow throughout. Well, Kentucky is going to get hit with some serious snow on Thursday. And then mm-hmm. the temperatures are going to get cold and it's not going to be very fun. But uh, even Louisville may get some snow on, on Thursday. Right now they're thinking the central and eastern part of the state are probably going to get hit the worst. But uh, maybe up to six or seven inches on Thursday. So what? Be, yeah, maybe be on the lookout for that. I, I think Louisville I would I think we'll probably miss the bulk of it, but you never know. You, you never know with that stuff. Um, we've talked Thornton's, we've talked Salsaritas, we've talked our diets, we've talked our workout plans. What, what are we? What are we getting to next? Um, what we're getting to next? 
we should talk about the chaos in the transfer portal right now. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And there's a lot of old men who want you to get off their lawn with transfer portal stuff. Uh, like I saw Joe Klatt had some takes. Just like all these people suck. Like why? why oh, people are going from school to school. They're all free agents. Ah! It's like, so, what, what's wrong with this? Why, why do you see this as a bad thing? Because it's a lot for you to keep up with. No, it makes it more fun when Caleb Williams... He announced the Oklahoma quarterback announced that he's entering the transfer portal. Uh, most thought is that he will just be teaming up with his old coach, Lincoln Riley, out at USC. Uh, there's also a chance that he does come back to Oklahoma. But what was funny is that as soon as he made that announcement, Dylan Gabriel was going to play for Chip Kelly at UCLA. He was like, oh. The UCF transfer, if that name sounds familiar to yes, you. Yes, yes, who uh, broke his collarbone in the final play of the game against UofL. Uh, he saw that news and was like, actually, Chip Kelly, you're kind of a jerk. I am going to go take Caleb Williams' spot in Oklahoma. <laughs> so he went from UCLA enrollee to Oklahoma just like that, which local fans breathe easy because I think there was some concern that Malik Cunningham might have been a candidate to replace Williams at Louisville. So, yeah, one of those weird little Mondays where the news comes hot and heavy in a span of a couple hours. But that, that was U of L fans were freaking out for a quick time there. Uh, yeah, it's a doggy dog world out there, Roush. When, when Gabriel saw that opening at OU without Williams, and I think Williams probably going to leave. I don't think you go through all that trouble unless you're pretty set on, on going elsewhere. Now he definitely will, you know, as if he needed, it sounds like USC, right? That's what people were saying. That's what you said. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Team up with Lincoln Riley again. That's right. Um, yeah. So good for, good for Gabriel, I suppose. But Cunningham started following like all of the OU staff and football and all that stuff. And then almost as quickly as like he start he hit the follow button on all this stuff. Gabriel had announced he's going to Central. Spot was already taken. <laughs> and if you're wondering, like, wait, I thought Malik Cunningham announced that he was coming back. He did. He did. I just wonder if he but thought, you know like, what? He Oklahoma. Can, he can change his mind. <laughs> and he, can. he can. I want him to stay at U of L, though. I need, I need, I need to beat him one more time. Uh, cats need to beat him one more time. Give Louisville some more hope. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Oh, if they lost oh, him, cool. I don't know. Dangerous. I don't know where you of all goes from there or what their season tickets are going to look like or, or what, or what would go on with all that stuff. And speaking of central Florida, Kentucky loses a transfer to the golden Knights. Oh man. Losing KD McDaniel going to the golden Knights of central Florida. He was, uh, he was pretty emotional after that, uh, Kentucky game. Uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. He was, he was pretty emotional down there. And I think there was a, uh, and, and he was the one, too, where I, not that I, I said it didn't make sense, but he was one I thought was turning a corner, was going to start getting more playing time. But um, I, I'm guessing they – I'm wondering what that conversation was like because bet between each side, I know Kentucky's bringing in some edge guys, but you're, you're kind of thin there. So, I, yeah, I, he, he was emotional on his way out. He was – it was his last game as a Wildcat. So – I'm wondering how that all unfolds, but ultimately, you know, this is the best decision for him. So best of luck to him with Gus Malzahn's Golden Knights. Do you think he just stayed in Orlando, just didn't leave? Probably, yeah. I know a lot of people, they uh, 
they did the thing where they stayed an extra couple of days with family and such. Uh, the rest of them flew home. Uh, I saw Will Levis went to Disney World and dressed up like a tiger. Oh, reminded me of uh, oh, what's the guy's name and Always Sunny, the the soldier, Ben Ben the soldier. He looked like Ben the soldier. Oh. Ben the soldier gets his face painted like a I think a lizard, um, but Will Levis got his face painted like a tiger. Good so. for him. There, there, yeah. there, there was that. Sure I mean, wasn't that, a cat. Well, uh, it looked like a ferocious cat, if it was. Very, very, maybe a tabby cat. It was very orange. Uh, Justin, you sitting down, buddy? I may have some good news for you. I'm sitting. Uh oh. Hold, hold on to your butt. Uh, I'm really excited. A lot of rumors that UK's Jared Casey going to transfer to the Hoosiers. Wow. That's where it seems like, and he played in the bowl game. Roush uh, did some okay things in the bowl game really tried hard and really put a lot out there. If you go back and watch some of the highlights of it, uh, played tough, just could never really find to etch his way into the rotation at Kentucky. Roush. What position is he? Uh, linebacker. Outside linebacker. Oh, yeah. Neat. Um, it, there is, I don't like losing transfers. I don't, you know, nobody probably does there. It's going to happen every year. Fans got to get used to it. Kentucky right now, I think is one of, one of the most team, one of the has more transfers almost than anybody. I think there's only like maybe six or seven teams that have more transfers up to this point. That all being said, losing a transfer to Central Florida and Indiana, reserve transfers who couldn't get enough minutes, I think that does say something about where the football program's at. Yeah, that you're good. I mean, like these guys in previous years probably would end up being rotational players that aren't always, you know, starters, star guys, but would get significant amount of snaps in that kind of reserve role, kind of like a uh, Farrington Huguenin was kind of back in the day where, uh, he, you know, he, he's rotating and then finally his senior year and halfway through his junior year, he plays a decent amount and then ends up being on a practice squad in the NFL for a couple of years that those kind of guys now are transferring elsewhere, going to, uh, G five schools, good G five schools. Or, or Indiana, I guess they're technically not G five, but they. Might it's still a Big be. Ten program that was preseason ranked like this. I mean, you know, obviously they were one of the most underwhelming teams this going into the season. But it, to lose to reserve to a Big Ten team, you know, that's I think that says something. I think, and I think it says something. Other college programs are starting to say, "Wait, this guy from Kentucky is interested with us. They've had nasty defenses. Let's go ahead and let's see if we can get that dude." Yeah, yeah. It um, so good for them. Uh, hopefully they find a nice, nice landing spot where they can play a lot. I wish it would have worked with Casey at Kentucky, but it wasn't. Uh, I think Kentucky staff gave him a ton of opportunities. Just one of those things where your physicality or the way that you look doesn't match the way that the team needs you to to consistently play on the field. But he's seems to have all the tools, and Justin maybe for the Hoosiers it all clicked for him. But I it seems like I'll a likable guy. I, I enjoyed watching him at Ballard. I know some folks in the city thought he was a little overrated. I never really thought that, but. I don't know. People have their high school football takes, Roush, and they never really back off of them. <laughs> you got to, like, make your decision, and then you, you, you're not allowed Stick to change your opinion. Yeah. yeah, you're not allowed to change your opinion. But, obviously, Roush, the attention turns to who will Kentucky be bringing in. And yeah. I know a texter already on the Thornton's text line has asked you, what's up with this Auburn wide receiver? What can you tell us about him? Yeah, uh, Kobe Hudson. He uh, entered the or said he's entering the transfer portal. Uh, there was an Instagram story that he put up that said, I wasn't, I didn't want to leave, but I was kicked off the team. 
So who knows what's happening down in Auburn? He's since deleted that story. Um, but there's a lot of like I, I'm scrolling through an Auburn reporter's Twitter feed right now, and it's screenshots of just a bunch of Instagram stories of guys all over the team. So it's a little silly right now uh, for Auburn football. But Kobe Hudson was a former top 150 recruit uh, that just finished his second season in Auburn. He was their leading pass catcher. So pretty talented guy, six foot one. He'll be a very coveted player in the portal. Uh, he's not officially entered that yet, but I would imagine that Kentucky's going to kick the tires on a guy that that's it's that good. Yeah, it, it, I've seen some people wonder, wait, didn't they already kind of get a slot guy? This is a slot guy. Well, how would that work? I don't. You, you play him wherever. <laughs> I that, that, that's 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 the right answer. That's exactly right. like you know you'll make it work. And with his size, pretty similar comparables to a Josh Ali. Like you, you can find ways to 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 make it work. Um, Liam Cohen seems pretty innovative. I, I'm sure that you'd rather just have as many pieces as possible. Do you think it happens? You think he ends up at UK? Uh, yeah. I, I really have no idea one way or the other. Hell, there's, it could end up. So, yeah, you, you'd say maybe there's a chance. Something keep right, on. right. Like it's just this. Is, we're gonna have guys entering the portal over the next few weeks where you just kind of keep your eyes peeled and see if it goes anywhere. Um, you know, there, there there's nothing to indicate that something's gone anywhere in this instance. But there's probably gonna be at least one more receiver. Definitely, if you see a good offensive tackle under the portal, you're gonna keep an eye on that. And uh, with edge players too, we don't know what Jordan Wright's gonna be doing, um, but you got to keep your eyes peeled for those guys. So that that'll just, you'll see some tweets from, from Luckett and I, whenever that happens, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean anything yet. It, it might take a little while to build up some momentum for contact to happen and all that sort of stuff. But, um, you know, we got to, got to keep our ears low to the ground in the coming weeks. Okay. We can, we can do that. Uh, I can get why some people get annoyed with the transfer portal, but I would advise folks, get used to it and, like Roush said, start to embracing the fun of it. It's college football free agency, but it's really kind of all behind the scenes for the most part. And Kentucky right now, roster looks pretty solid heading into next season, but it still needs some help in some really important areas. So these next uh, several months, you, I initially was going to say next several weeks, but look at, how, look at some of the guys UK got pretty late in the game last go around so uh, it's something that can take some time but it's important and it's certainly something worth monitoring which we are going to do same with water damage in your basement that's something that you've got to monitor and we hope that you're you're doing that uh, and we've got just the people that will do it for you with a free estimate that's case foundation waterproofing guaranteed work free estimates stop fighting water today call the pros at case 502-376-7706 case foundation waterproofing since 1944 this is krc we'll be right back after this for hour number two we'll get to the thornton's text line when we return here on big export Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! 
Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio. January 4th, replay of KRC comes on. Big X Sports Radio, which you can listen on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, goes throughout several counties around the Louisville Jefferson County area. I'm actually dipping out a little early today to head up to Henry County, but I'll probably listen to you all when I'm out because uh, I because I, I can on the Big X Sports Radio. And you can get the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. Put it in the old Google machine. It'll pop up, and we appreciate you listening. Join us on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page. Now that we're kind of getting back in the thick of SEC play, we'll, we'll start doing some contests and whatnot. We'll have a good time with that. And what else? What else, Roush? Oh, well, um, I do know who the podcast is brought to you by. Yeah, it's brought to you by our good friends at Cornbread Hemp. Organic CBD that, you know, I'm sure you're getting out there this new year, starting some new workout routines. Make Cornbread Hemp a part of that routine. A nice way to relax. This is... N- you can still do no drink January, guys, with cornbread hemp, and it'll just help those old achy bones not hurt so bad when you're trying to wind down at the end of the day. Use the promo code Big X to get thirty percent off at checkout at cornbreadhemp.com. Hmm. Sounds good. Sounds nice. Sounds relaxing. Gets you through these cold, cold winter days that aren't good on the joints and bones and all that. Especially the back, you know. Yeah. Like, just if you're not used to using certain muscles and everything, it just uh good to have cornbread hemp there for all those odd aches and pains. Yeah. Does cornbread hemp work with pinched nerves? Yeah, it should. Because I've got a gnarly one in my leg right now. How I think that, that? Uh, I have fall no off idea. The scooter? So uncomfortable. Fall off the mattress three inches. <laughs> Hey, you've only got a couple more days to make that joke, so suck it. All right, we got to make as many as we can <laughs> this week. It's gonna be a changing. It's gonna. When's the last time you had a you had a bed frame? Oh man, um, <laughs> yeah, probably when I was in high school. For being honest, mm. wow, yeah. So when you look so yeah, I mean, silly. I'm thinking back to my college days. Yeah, I'm in college, my mattress was always on the floor. I mean, other than when I was in dorms, I guess I had a, a actual bed. Oh, that yeah, that's true. Most dorms don't just put mattresses on the floor. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to this Thornton Stex line, 502-414-1450, 502-414-1450. You text it into the Thornton Stex line, we read it on air. That's the way that it works. Just to follow up, I'm indeed a happy guy and was very pleased with the win. Okay, and that, that person is a regular texter. They just were focused on some of the ins and outs of the game. Yeah, you know, and you get caught up in the moment. Texon's a great way to uh, vent some frustrations. It it is, and that's what it's there for. It's open twenty four seven. Send them in whenever. Mike Rutherford loves when you send them in between three and six during yep. his show. Favorite All, time to get them. Always a good time. What's this next one, Roush? Texter says Kellen Grady, very good. Also, Tata is continuing to look great. Chance for a huge win at LSU on Tuesday. We'll come down to the last three minutes as <laughs> always. Um, man, yeah, I don't even know if we gave Grady the shine he deserved for his seven three-point performance against high point dude is just money absolutely yeah money. money in the bank what would you say after that 
Um, Shorty, what what do you drink? <laughs> 25 threes in his last six games. Gosh. And to you know, to make it like a little bit more eye popping if you wanted to do such, 20 in his last four. And that the seven he had in that last game, it got to there was like a four minute stretch where it was just just as soon as it, the ball's leaving his hands, that you know that thing's going in. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And he he will have some slumps. Like you know, looking at uh, he had a stretch between Ohio, Albany, North Florida, and Central Michigan where he only he averaged just one per game during that stretch, uh, and really that was kind of blown open because he hit three against Albany. But besides that, he only hit one in the other three games. So, you know, he could have a night where he's not shooting all that great. Uh, but I, I, I think you're just kind of yeah, – and this is very simplistic and not the not the analysis you come to KRC for. But I think you're seeing the difference between when Kentucky's hitting their shots and what they look like versus that Notre Dame game when they weren't hitting their shots and what they look like. And when Grady's on – I, I do genuinely believe Kentucky's a top-five team in the country. You know you're going to get consistency out of Oscar Sheebway down low. Wheeler, he he's not immune to terror, you know, to bad games, but I trust him to do what he needs to do. And then Ty Ty Washington, almost pound for pound, and maybe even more so, has been more steady and composed than even Wheeler has. So you do have consistent pieces around this roster. The only thing that I want to see consistent, Roush, or that I wish that I knew was consistent is that you were consistently going to be able to knock down like five or six threes a night, and then I, I and then it, this team just becomes so incredibly difficult to beat. You got guy, then it becomes an uh, who was it? It was Will Wade who was complimenting Ty Ty Washington. Said he was a three level level scorer. He can pull up, knock down threes. He can drive, pull up, and knock down a jump shot, or he can drive and get to the rim. The whole team can be a three-level scoring type squad when Grady's shooting well. Uh, Mint says he's feeling better. He thinks his shot's going to really start to get rolling here soon as well. So you're seeing the difference between, whoa, this is one of the better teams in the country when Kentucky's hitting their outside shots versus it's not the prettiest thing in the world when they go a little bit cold. Hopefully not a cold night in Baton Rouge down there in Louisiana and they can – and they can, uh, Kellen Grady can keep up this hot streak and maybe even get some help from some some supporting cast. Yeah. And the difference, I think, between then versus now, too, a lot of it's just the confidence and being willing to take those catch and shoot threes early in the shot clock when you got a little bit more rhythm. Um, just to, even in transition, I mean, I, I really like the transition three, not all the time, but I feel like it can really keep a keep a defense on its heels uh, because then they got to start finding the shooters much quicker, and then you can end up with we or just while that's all going on, we or just go right to the basket and finish, or find somebody open right behind them who will slam it home. Like that's kind of the next step in this offense is just what making those shots will do for everybody else. Um, and and I, I think you've seen it. I, I I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I'm sure there is a distinct before and after line when it comes to points per game because the offense really is clicking. And yes, making a lot of open threes has a lot to do with that, but it, it it's benefiting everybody. It's benefiting everybody right now. And we need to see the results of that against a good defensive team tonight in uh, 
down at the at the PMAC. Old Dale Brown Court is what they're calling it now. Dale Brown Court, Pete Maravich Center, Shaquille O'Neal roof. It's gonna be it's gonna be a it's gonna be a Ooh. wild atmosphere. The ceiling do, is the roof. I do like that. You got an LSU bowl game on. That could keep some folks away. I like that it's a 6 o'clock start for the Tigers. That's always a good time. Yep, time, yep. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, I think Kentucky should get the win. I know Vegas said one-point LSU favorite. They probably have it, – it's a, it's a tough game to handicap. Wait, what? Yep. I don't LSU's know what it is a now, point though. favorite? They came out as a point favorite. I don't okay. know if that's still the case at this exact moment. But uh, – Roush, I do want to. We're going to talk more about LSU. I do. This is something we got to get to, though. Uh, Shaden Sharp. Yeah, Shaden finally. Sharp. We were. Uh, I would like to give us credit for being the first ones to start asking the question. Uh, John Calipari did not have answers, but Kyle Tucker reported last night that he is en route on his way to the game, or not actually to the game, but he's going to be practicing with the team later this week. So uh, in Lexington. Slowly getting into the flow of things. I don't think you're going to see him Saturday against Georgia, although they're pretty bad and you might have an opportunity to. Um, Cal, even though I, I, I do think that he is not going to drag his feet on a playing shark, there is going you, you do have to just jump through a few hoops. You know, you've got to practice with the team and be with them for a little while before they just throw you into the action. So uh, I, I don't think we'll be seeing him. Immediately, but we should be seeing him on the bench for this game Saturday. Yeah, it's good news. Quicker he can kind of get moving, get grooving, get in the system, learn these things. Hopefully there can be some payoff. I don't really care if it doesn't really work this way in real life, but if he didn't play a minute until March and then he was ready to impact the team for Kentucky in March, fine by me, baby. Yeah, I don't yeah, care. Yeah. Now, it doesn't really work that way. He'll need to get his feet wet. He'll need to get some experience. He'll need to get some minutes. That, yeah, that, that's that's one thing too. I think the getting in the shape is something we overlook, but because it's we don't ever see the hard work that goes into it. But this kid, the the shape you have to be in to run a longer court and also defend and play with that intensity a hundred percent of the time that that's going to take a, a you know a few weeks at minimum just to be able to to keep up with the rest of the Joneses. Yeah, keeping up with Joneses. Uh, it would be a good stretch, though. Like, the timing's almost a little unfortunate because LSU game tonight, he won't be down there at LSU. He'll be in Lexington, and then, you know, he'll get back and practice with the team when the team gets back and on Wednesday and Thursday and all that stuff. But you did mention, and you're right, like, it'd be nice in the final five minutes against Georgia with Kentucky up 35. Hey, Sharp, you're not going to use all four years of eligibility. Go play. Like, go have fun. Go pass it to Dante Allen on the wing. The Georgia, that's going to be an opportunity. It's going to be a blowout. Georgia stinks. And then at Bandy, that could be a little trickier because it's a road game, but I would think Kentucky should be able to hopefully in the final three minutes have a 15-point lead, ideally. Let them get a little taste of life on the road because then after that, there's not really a good stretch where you can be like, hey, here's a couple of games where you can get your feet wet. Uh, they'll be tough games with, with few exceptions here and there in SEC play. So this is a after this LSU game that Georgia and Vandy would be would be enticing to just say get out there and let's just show show UK fans what you got. We know that you don't really even know the offense. We know that you're still a little bit behind on conditioning, but what the hell? They're blowout games. It'll be good for you to get a little experience out there on the floor. Yeah, and it 
there definitely will be that moment where um, if it if it goes wrong for like a month or so, then you're almost going to be putting more pressure. It's like the Jared Vanderbilt. Like whenever it took him so long to come back, by the time he finally came back, I felt like everybody could just exhale for once. And he looked all out of sorts right away because he wasn't used to the game speed. He came in, he had a bunch of rebounds, he was throwing the ball away. But eventually he settled in and kind of got into a, a decent little groove before he ended up getting hurt again. So I just – I don't want to make uh, as good as Sharp can be for this team. Like we don't need this to be a Dante Allen thing where after every single game it's just, we're Sharp, we're Sharp. Like I just I'm, – I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for that, TJ. Well, and I think Kentucky playing a little bit better lately should make that a little bit easier. What I, uh, Kind of following that to the next frontier, if Kentucky plays sharp and Kentucky loses in March, Cal ruined this chemistry the day he said sharp should come in the beginning of the year. Or if Cal's being truthful, which I don't think he is, and Sharp actually doesn't play, and then Kentucky loses in March. You have maybe the number one pick, and you didn't play him. You didn't. You weren't able to get him in the rotation. It, Cal is kind of unless you win the national championship, you're probably setting yourself up for a little bit of criticism one way or another here with the Sharp situation. Right. Uh, don't outthink this stuff. This you're a good team. I think you're legitimately. You know, people can debate here or there. I think you're legitimately a top ten team. I don't think there's. 10 teams better than you, you know, again, on given nights, you could lose to somebody. That's just college basketball. That's the way the sport works. But I think you're legitimately a good team and you have an opportunity to ease in a freak talent. Do it just like that. This shouldn't, this isn't rocket science. Let him learn. You're a coach. You've seen the elite of the elite at this level. Watch him in practice. Is he going to help? Is he doing just things that other players on this team cannot do? Is the level of athleticism too hard to ignore? If the answer to those questions are yes, chemistry can go get a one-way ticket to Timbuktu for all I care. Yeah. Like, you want the best players on the floor. The chemistry should bond between that. You know the best way to form chemistry? Winning. So if Sharp helps you win, the chemistry is going to follow. I can guarantee you that. So I hope he plays, but there, it, it shouldn't be a difficult situation. Ease him in. Ease him in, and if he can get something for you – do something for you, that's going to be great. If not, I still like the team the way it's built right now. Uh, I do. I would like his athleticism, though. Why not? Spoil me. We deserve it after last year. Yes, please. We deserve it. <laughs> a texter, 502-414-1450 on the Thornton's text line. All Bengals fan want is just to win a playoff game. That's not too much to ask, Roush. No, no. Um, I haven't – I don't know who that could potentially – be maybe maybe a Raiders if they I, I know that win certainly helped their cases maybe the Colts um but you know that's that's all it's they're kind of like the Browns were last year they just needed to win one playoff game and they'd be happy mm-hmm. and now here's your chance although I, I would, think the expert and I get it for Bengals fans I well I say I get it I probably can't fully understand it but I can seem to grasp your franchise that has been very, very bad um, over the last couple decades. You don't have a great tradition just in general. 
and here you have you're like you're in the neighborhood and you don't have the nicest house but you have one of the cooler houses and people are starting to notice that like all your kids are riding around on four wheelers you have a trampoline you have like the funnest toys in the neighborhood enjoy that Bengals fans don't be scared let your hair down you are yeah. good it's okay let your hair down don't let don't don't be scared of the big bad past um the new time you got TJ. probably the offensive rookie of the year you have one of the best probably the best young quarterback in the nfl you just got to get an offensive line but i would accept i fully expect the Bengals to win a playoff game right now i think they're oh, uh, projected you, to host the colts that should be a win yeah but tj why would you expect something to happen that's never happened in your life yeah, that's correct. The, the Cincinnati Bengals have never won a playoff game in my lifetime. I know. So, January uh, of 1991. And they went to the playoffs in one, two, three, four, five, six out of seven years uh, there in the late 2000s. They went to the playoffs six out of seven years? Yeah. Gosh, I didn't realize it was that many. I know Carson Palmer had a nice stretch, but... And then Dalton came in, and it was pretty seamless yeah. for him. Um, but yeah, 2010 oh, okay. was the only year they missed. That was like uh, when Marvin Lewis was doing solid, but not clearly fans were like, I don't think he can get us to that next step. So they made a change, kind of went backwards for a tiny bit, but here they are again. So Bengals fans, it's all right. Y'all are going to be fine. You're going to be fine. This text is from Robert. Oh, hey, happy Robert. Hey, happy, hey, Robert. How are you, buddy? Happy New Year's, fellas. 2022 will be the best year for KRC yet. Scooter, go ahead and shoot over my $50 for taking the Colts to win the division. That has been out of reach since October. Didn't bet you, Robert. I'm going to send Roush's $10 over, but I didn't bet you, Robert. Oh, yikes. Sorry, buddy. It was it was pretty funny, though. I, hey, you know what? Credit to the Colts for actually making that uh, wager that we had to sweat out all the way to week 17. See, you know, when I made that bet, it was pretty stupid after looking at the standings. But without Derrick Henry, I was like, ah, oh, Titans could lose a couple games. But you're right. it was It was close down to the stretch. So that's all I could ask for. But looking back, dumb bet. Our buddy John Hale on Twitter quote tweeted, Jason Muntz, will we see Memphis versus Kentucky this season? If it were up to Penny Hardaway, yes. John <laughs> Hale just quote tweeted, so brought it to my attention. But yeah, yeah, right. Cal, Cal, will, Cal will play Indiana five straight times in assembly before he'll play Memphis. After what they, after what they pulled. Which was yeah, just a total clown move. You have an honor John Calipari night, and then like a week or two before you pull it away from him. Yeah, so just yeah. I mean, it's, such it's, such, it's, such bad people. It's such a bitter way. It to is live so embarrassing. Life. It's like this is actual life. Like this, Matt. You know, like be kind to people. You'd set up to honor somebody that gave everything to your university and then left to go to the best college basketball program in the country. Get over yourself. John Calipari is not the reason you all stunk for the last nope. decade plus and nope. by the way we're not trying to hurt or shrink the schedule by scheduling memphis what 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 would that game do with memphis just being absolute garbage man he's so bad they're so bad and here's the thing that i think aggravates me most about the whole memphis thing is that for some reason like they they put a lot of their lack of success to blame on cal it's like, no, you idiots. 
Cal is the outlier. This is who you are. You suck at everything on a regular basis. And every once in a while, you have a good coach come in, stop by for a few years, and you make them good. And you should appreciate their efforts. You should appreciate Mike Norvell from having giving you one or two good seasons of football. You should thank him for that time. You should thank John Calipari for winning 30 games Seriously. a year for you for seven or eight years. That's not the norm at Memphis. You suck at everything. Be happy when somebody gives you a rare moment of success. I, I don't understand that either. Like, oh, you, you had either. Penny playing for you for a few years, so you're pretty good. You were cheating in, in the 80s, and so you had a few moments there. Trevor likes to always bring a cocaine use when talking about those teams in the 80s. But, uh, like, you you had your brief, brief fleeting moments. Enjoy them. Don't be bitter because they're gone. Be happy that they happen. Yeah. And it's just, when is, it like, a program? I, I, you know, I don't even know necessarily a good example for it. But maybe it's not. Maybe Maybe college athletics isn't the perfect example because rivalries and everybody gets so entrenched in their own team. But, like, you may, everybody knows somebody in their life that they're not like great friends with, but they'll see from time to time and they'll just be like, that person's always kind of pleasant to me. Like, I enjoy seeing that, but I would like to see a little, like be the college program that is nice to the people that give you your all. And that goes to Kentucky fans too. You know, when guys transfer out and uh, guys will transfer in obviously, but when guys transfer out or guys leave and maybe don't leave on the best of terms, it, it, it does you no good just being childish and immature. It's always better in these situations to take the high road. And Memphis decided not to do that. They decided to give in to the worst of their fans. And the fact that they're trying to get on the schedule is just hilarious. Memphis can they, – they can take all the suckets and suck it. Take it, suck it, and you suck it. The texture says, wide receivers are a plenty just like corn, a buck and an ear. Goodbye, Antonio. Oh, no. A buck and ear. Buccaneer. Oh, okay, gotcha. The dad joke, yeah. <laughs> you seen he was at the Nets game? Yeah. Courtside. Good for him. Good for him. I like Tom Brady's quote on Antonio Brown. Just wants to make sure he's doing well, he's there for him. Those are those are nice things to say. A texture says, that old Rick Patino, pal. <laughs> Patina. Patino, what, what's Patino, Justin? Oh, man, I was just trying to think of it. I don't remember. Well, if it's, it makes you feel better, there's zero chance Trevor would have been able to remember that. From right, there. right. So, right. Uh, but that being said, you weren't able to separate yourself from Trevor, which is not good. If, if I had like an extra five minutes, I could I could think of it. it was, Patina. It, what were we talking about yesterday with Patina? God. Patina. I Something maybe remember. with a statue? No? Um, maybe a statue. So, yeah. Maybe I a statue of, that, that represents liberty. Yep. That was like the type of there's something about copper and I can't remember. There we go. Oh, you're so close. We were talking about Indiana's Copper Bowl win, baby. Yep, yep. And uh and it was Patina the greatest American the, moment since the Statue of Liberty embarked to New York. Yeah, it's the, the green color that happens it whenever uh it, it basically is almost like rust, except it protects it instead of eating away at the iron. It protects the copper. Got I'll it. never forget now. Yep. You go tell somebody at the bar tonight what patina is. 
Oh God, you're gonna impress so many people, so many women. They're just be like, wow. Like, oh, those those earrings have a little patina color to them, don't they? And they'll say, well, and then you can explain everything to them. New pickup line. Got it. Oh, good stuff. Oh, this is a fun fun radio show. Um, I've got a fun stat. Uh, Baker Mayfield and Ben Roethlisberger combined for 308 passing yards on 84 attempts. Uh, 3.67 yards per attempt is the lowest combined rate in a game in NFL history. So, Baker Mayfield's I mean, awful. Wow. Well, I think the Browns aren't in the best spot right now. Yeah, he, he's been hurt all year. So, you know, I kind of give him a little bit of benefit of the doubt. Big Ben, there was never a doubt that he was going to win his last game at Huntsfield. Which, by the way, I didn't know, too, the naming rights are coming up, Justin. So, could be the last game ever at Hans Field and also last game of Big Ben there. They're going to no- the big ketchup bottles. Yeah, there's no way. That's like mm-hmm. Churchill Downs changing their name. That's just not going to happen. I mean, the Staples Center is now like the Bitcoin. That's true. That's dot- true. Yeah. So, com. Yeah. The, there's plenty of money talks. So, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I loved – they really were giving Big Ben the old Bud Foster treatment, TJ. I had it on, like, the regular broadcast uh, for most of the time. And, uh, man, Big Ben. Nice Lord knowing you, pal. Just, just don't know who's going to replace him. Mason Rudolph is so bad. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, that, you know what? That makes – Everybody in Green Bay is just like so hunky dory and happy that I can't imagine Rodgers doesn't play another six years there. Maybe he said he's leaving six years. He says he's staying, baby. Wow. He told me personally, <laughs> and he listens to the show too. Did anybody watch uh, the Peyton and Eli broadcast last night? No. Yeah, I didn't really watch the, it the Bill Cower interview. Justin, that was awesome. Yeah, I did see that they were interviewing him, but I was pretty busy at the bar. I didn't get a chance to turn it up and listen. Yeah, I bet you were. Uh, some <laughs> some Steelers fan. All that being said, they had Rodgers in the fourth quarter, but obviously I wasn't awake for that. Um, I'm going to go back and watch that today. But that, the Eli and Peyton broadcast, perfect, especially for games that are either like – God, like that. that blowouts, so boring, people don't really care about them or whatever. I, I make- probably should have listened to it last night because I figured it out listening to the main ESPN broadcast, I thought I'd always liked him. Not a Steve Levy fan. Oh. Well, he's just, he doesn't have a big game voice. He's His voice is really annoying to me. It's like, I don't I don't know. I don't know yeah. what it is about he, it. He's not the best guy to go from sports center to play by play. I think Matt Barry's pretty good. He They've had him doing some college football games. I, I like his voice. Just Levy, Le, Levy's not a big game voice kind of guy. He did share a stat at one point, though. And it was just like, oh, well, this makes perfect sense. Big Ben was six of six on completions on third down, and they had not converted one of those third downs. <laughs> like, what are you doing, dude? Oh, my God. And the worst one, the worst one was they were at, like, the 18 or something like that. Like, it wasn't first and goal, but it was close to it. They needed to get seven, eight yards. And Ben just throws it three yards downfield. And then is like – taking his chin strap off like cussing on his way off the field it's like you idiot throw it downfield my god oh so so frustrating to watch him play Ugh. but hey they won they covered we're all Ooh. winners man i am just so sick of damon thayer <laughs> here 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 justin i'm sending you something okay oh. okay I haven't even seen it yet, but I know it's going to make me furious. Play that oh, immediately, 
please. Gosh. Okay. One moment here. Jeez. Um. Damon Thayer. Here we it's go. Just like pe- these people should not be in politics. You don't care about the people you're representing. You do not need to be in politics. At that point, you're tired. Are you hearing from your constituents that they want it to be considered? I've been hearing about it for years. I know my constituents are for it, but this is a Republican. You know, they elect us to go to Frankfurt and make decisions on their behalf. And if they don't like it, they can take it out on me in the next election. What's your opposition to it? I think medical marijuana is a slippery slope for recreational marijuana, which I'm not for. Just such a freaking loser. (laughs) Such a loser. Because you are not for recreational marijuana, you will not even consider medicinal marijuana, which can save people from a lot of pain and suffering. People that are going through chemo and cancer treatments that just make them want to tap out on life if they could just feel a little bit better of medicinal marijuana and you don't want to do it because you are scared of the slippery slope. You are a piece of garbage, Damon Thayer. An absolute piece of garbage. People like you are everything wrong in politics. Everything wrong in politics. I don't. What is the boogeyman that Republicans have with pot? Yeah, it's out it's there, a, it's baby. A fake, it's, it's everywhere. A fake boogeyman that does, no longer exists, but they're they're living in like 2001. So evil, evil, evil is saying that that you're not going to consider medicinal marijuana that could make life so much easier on thousands, tens of thousands of Kentuckians because you're scared of a slippery slope. Suck it, Damon Thayer, forever and all eternity. You're the reason we don't sports gambling. You're the reason, apparently, as the majority leader in the state Senate, that we also won't even sniff medicinal marijuana, unlike, you know, almost every other state out there. Suck it, Damon Thayer. Let's go to our last break, and then I'm going to have to – I'll come back from the break, but I'll have to sign – I'll give my predictions. i got to sign off. What an absolute (laughs) clown. We'll be back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Ah, the best freaking team in all the land. Woohoo! Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, God. That surprised me. DJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kayla here on your your Tuesday morning. I'm going to run out of here soon, but I've got to remind you just one more time about Case Foundation Waterproofing. Guaranteed work, free estimates. Stop fighting water today. Call the pros at Case, 502-376-7706. Case Foundation Waterproofing since 1944. Keep the text coming in. I got fired up that segment, and I re- that like was one of the most in that moment. Like, what a what a joke! I mean, that's exactly he just said what everybody's thought of him out loud. Like, no, I don't really care what anybody who's voted for me thinks. I'm going to do what I want to do. <laughs> I'm not going to do what you elected me to do. So if you don't like it, vote me out. And he won't. I, I would love if he did, but like he's in. I think one of the most 
Yeah, it's like they're just in our district. They're gonna yeah. vote for him no and matter he's been what. There forever, which is, which is like he, he knows he can say that because he knows he's gonna get elected no matter what. I'd love to see him lose. Love hey, to see him lose. I know it's different because it's uh it's not the state senate. He's running for state rep, but our boy uh, Kentucky Nick Wilson's running for he's he's getting in the political game. So oh, that's cool. Maybe he can tell those losers to suck it. That would be nice. Yeah. yeah. Hey, if he can survive an island, he can survive Kentucky politicians. No doubt in that. All right, let's get back to the Thornton's text line. Let hey, us. I, oh. I, I want to hear your. Oh yeah, your stat. Okay. Yeah, you gotta you gotta get rolling here a little early. So I'm curious how you think tonight's game between LSU and Kentucky is going to unfold. I think it's going to be a close one. Come down to the final four minutes. Uh, I think Kentucky is a better team though, and I think Kentucky should win this game. And I think when push comes to shove, it's a good game. Kentucky's going to I think be up the most of the game, and then I think LSU will make a late push. And hopefully Kentucky keeps its composures, doesn't make turnovers. And I think Kentucky gets a 77 to 72 win. Oh, okay. There's my I like that. Is, is there any player in particular that has to have a good game or, or you expect to have a good game against this, this LSU defense? I think, yeah, I think Kentucky's just a good team. So I think you got plenty of candidates that could step up and have a good game. Um, I'm just, I'm going to put, I'm just going to put a little hedge on Oscar. I think it's going to maybe not be his best game. Life on the road, physical SEC team, right? All that stuff. Uh, so I'm not, so I don't think this is going to be his best night. But that means I really want to see Toppin have a good game. Doesn't have to be offensively for me. I don't care if he scored four points, but I do want to see him play aggressive. I want to see him make good defensive plays and I want to see him really help on one of LSU's two big fr- two big front court pieces that can also stretch the floor. So, uh, I I'm excited. I think the I think the X factor here is a Jacob Toppin, but Tata should have a good game. Wheeler should have a good game. These are teams he's familiar, you know, for Wheeler, this is a team he's familiar players he's familiar playing against. He should he should bring it. And then Tata Fun stage. You're on the road in big yeah. games. Tata Washington hasn't been great so far for Kentucky. Good opportunity to change that narrative tonight. Yeah. TJ, that, I've got I've got to know. Did you look ahead to the text line? Um not really. Because you and John have the exact same score for tonight. 77 wow. 72. Oh, wow. really? Yeah. Great minds, John. I love it, buddy. <laughs> wow. I love it. All right, I'm running out. I got to go to Henry County. You all have a ton of text to get to to finish up the show. I'm seeing the last couple are just kind of crushing Damon Thayer. I'll be tuned in, listening to you all. Look forward to, to hearing those texts right on the air. Oh, man. Well, uh, safe travels, and we will hold down the fort for you, Mr. Right, we'll, Sports Talk. We'll be back tomorrow. I'll be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. We'll talk about a Cats win. It's going to be a lot of fun. Go, Cats. I'm out. Roush and Justin have you the rest of the way. Woohoo! It, I, I, I want to start before we read a text, Justin, that I'm kind of with TJ on the tie-tie front. And I also want to see a lot from Wheeler here because in that Notre Dame game, those were two guys that kind of shrunk. Wheeler played objectively bad. Tata just kind of disappeared after knocking out a few mid-range shots early in that game. Uh, it's going to be a big, loud environment. You want to see some growth from Washington. You want to see him, uh, you know, Thrive is the word I was looking for, but even just not disappearing and being an option and being there, I need that from Ty Ty, and I need to see Wheeler. This needs to be a big game for him um, because 
when in doubt, when you're facing a lot of ball pressure, you need to have that trustworthy guy. You got to put the ball in his hands and and let him lead you uh, in those crunch moments. If it's going to be a tight game down the stretch, Wheeler's going to have the ball in his hands. He needs to be able to create for guys and make the right decisions to get good open looks. So those are the two that I'm really um, kind of pushing my chips on. Uh, like TJ, it's probably not a bad idea to fade Oscar in this situation tonight. But I'm really uh, – Really hoping the guards rise to the occasion on the road tonight. Ty Ty is one of those players. I, I, I still haven't quite figured him out. It's almost like he's intimidated when he's on the floor, you know? Like he does, you mentioned he does get a quick couple quick baskets here and there, and then he does disappear. It's almost like he's, I, I, I don't know. He It's almost like he's the freshman and he realizes, hey, I've got to get these older guys involved as well. And then he almost tries a little too hard to get them involved, forgets about his own game. Um, so yeah, watching him tonight, he's a low key. He's my favorite player to watch every single Kentucky game, just to see how he comes out and what he does night in and night out. It's, it's one of those things, Justin, where I think it's because he's not very flashy. So like even the one night he had 20 points, we were talking about Oscar and I mean, he can be the, the comp that I really liked for him talking to somebody while watching the high point game down at like a pool bar down in Orlando. They, they compared him to Dwayne Wade in that like he's a big guard who isn't the greatest shooter, but he's really good at using angles and then getting guys on their heels to pull up for mid range. Obviously, like that's Dwayne Wade is the pinnacle and peak of that type of. But I but I do think that there is a comp in their style at least. Um, I, I don't I don't think that's a ridiculous thing to say. Obviously, Washington's got a long way to go, but I, but I like the way they put that. I like the way they put that. I can get behind that. Yeah. Let's uh, get on over to this Thornton's text on 502-414-1450. Well, that's really improved later in the season, putting some air under his passes and finding that area between the linebacker and the secondary. He just couldn't do that for the first six to seven weeks. Should be huge going into next year. Excited to see what the offense looks like with Cummings and Upshaw back having another offseason to develop. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. Those like kind of intermediate passing routes around like 15 to 12 yards, you know, just between the safety and linebackers. And, hell, that was a – he had a, a little too much muster on a couple of those passes, not in the last drive, but in the drive before that. But that that that's where his game took the biggest uh, step forward. So, you know, th- this could be a really big jumping-off point for Levis going into next year. Kentucky fans having Will Levis come back next year should be really excited. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be – Going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and a question for Nick. Which true freshman do you think will make the biggest impact next season? Would be cool to see a guy like Barry and Brown show big play potential in his first year. Man, that's the thing that's tough is there really are four or five guys that I think are going to play. Uh, Jacoby Albert, the former Auburn commit, I think he's going to play in the secondary. Um, I just I can see him getting in there and maybe not all the time, but getting some decent reps in at that spot. Could probably say the same thing for Keaton Wade, just because I think Brad White's going to be able to trust him. Um, and Keontae Goodwin, you're going to need him to play at other points. So between him and as well as Barry and Brown, those are the four that I, I think will be in the mix. How much, you know, that that all depends on who's coming back and how quickly they pick things up. But kind of like Trevin Wallace this year, where you know, he played a significant amount. He had one game against Mississippi State where he had a ton of tackles, and then he had the big play, the big block six return. I think each and every one of those guys can 
have that kind of role and that kind of impact where you're you're playing some, uh, you're not doing a ton, but you're not making a ton of mistakes. And then you have one or two really big games that that show potential for a really bright future. So that's kind of what I think you need to set your expectations at when it comes to true freshmen in the SEC. Uh, back to the text line, 502-414-1450. I already answered the one about Kobe Hudson from Auburn. Yeah. Uh, if you missed that, check out the Cornbread Hemp Podcast. Yeah, I'm just going to call it the Cornbread Hit Podcast. There's their sponsor in it. Check out the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Uh, another texture on the Thorns text on says, Hey, fellas, Brad from Bellbrook's here. Ooh. Notice this past season that Mizzou was the media darling and sports pundits projected them to do well in the East, which I found strange. Talking heads are now raving about South Carolina and how they will be the big riser next year because they got checks notes. A subpar quarterback from the Big 12. Start as I am of the national disrespect towards Kentucky football, I am looking forward to watching us cream the cocks next season. Uh, thanks, Brad, for that ending right there. But, Justin, there is a – like, Kentucky, I don't think, is ever going to be the darling. They did get the – I think they were the third choice in the East last year, um, right behind Florida. So they, they at least didn't get all of the – I think just what it is is – uh, media folks love the personality of Drinkwitz and Beamer in interviews, so they're going to prop them up a little more. And yeah, getting Spencer Rattler, uh, they love some Spencer Rattler last year. Uh, but it, it is it is funny, though, Justin. It's like a broken record just hearing this. I mean, I understand it from a Kentucky fan's perspective. Like, you want the media to be talking about your team and how good your team's going to be, but every year it's seemingly some other team. But I would... I would say that Spencer Rattler is far from a subpar quarterback. I mean, the guy was in Heisman contention, what, two years ago? Like, he, his name, he, did he, didn't he go to the ceremony? Not a subpar quarterback. I mean, South Carolina is going to be great. I mean, they're not – Kentucky's the team everybody should be talking about. So I understand the fans' frustration that it's other teams consistently getting talked about over them. Make sense? Nick Roush? And I think I lost Nick Roush. So I'll continue on the text line here. 502-414-1450, Thornton's text line. Texter says, what a great game by Juan Dale. Has Scott Frost been fired yet? Scott Frost has not been fired yet. He is real close to being fired. What a what a joke to not use Juan Dale in a better way for Scott Frost. I mean, he's he's came into Kentucky and just been the player that everyone thought he would be at Nebraska, but has not been that play or was not that player at Nebraska and is now that player at Kentucky. So there you go. Scott Frost likely on his way out, but nothing yet. Continue on the text line here. Texter says UCLA is looking for an opponent. Hey cards, you need a makeup game. Any chance for a a chance to play a quality foe. That text is from Steve. Yeah, and I thought I read that one. I don't. We there was some weird technological difficulties there, Scoots. Um, it's all good. We grinded through. Yeah. How long? How long was I off there? Uh, probably a solid two minutes. Oh, I was just reading text. I thought I was on the show. At the time. <laughs> I just kept going on. Kept and me, me talking didn't tip you off. Yeah, you not talking did not tip me off. No, me talking over you. Because I would have been talking over you. Or you couldn't hear me. I couldn't hear you. 
Weird. I thought you, I thought something was wrong on your end. So fun little technical difficulties in the show. I was just making fun of Scott Frost for being an idiot. <laughs> More catches in one game, Wondell did than you. He did in two games for Nebraska against Iowa. So, God, suck it, suck it, Scott Frost. John here. You're right, Justin. Good game day morning. All oh, gosh darn it, I feel like this is a must win, but I know it's not. Or is it? No, it's not a must win, John, but it'd be yeah. nice to get a big win. Just feel like if we want to keep this identity that we belong in the top five list, the Cats have to get the job done on the road. I've been winning 77 to 72. Well, got to go. Talk to you later. I'm convinced TJ looked at his score. I do think that, to your point, John, part of the – you've really got a lot of momentum now. And this is a good time to prove it. As good as LSU is defensively, offensively, there's not a guy on that team that really jumps out and scares you. Um, I did do some research, Justin. Sharif O'Neal still not playing for LSU. Really? Um, yeah, he had the heart thing. Then he broke his foot. Uh, he had scans about a month ago, but those weren't clean. So still hasn't played for them. But, yeah, they don't, they don't have these offensive weapons that jump out to you like they did in years past with uh, Watford. Who was really talented for him, and then they had uh, the shooter who got Cam Trey. Wow, what was his name? He was pretty. Good. He was pretty darn good for them last year. We can score in the SEC if I'm not mistaken. So uh, they don't have that like they did in years past. Take care of business tonight, and let's let's keep the good vibes from the Citrus Bowl rolling on the hardwood. Texer on Thornton's text line asks: Is every road game a court naming or a Ring of Honor thingy? WTF? I mean, seriously. It, it is when Kentucky's your biggest team coming in. Yeah. it. Um, usually, the t-shirt night is my favorite. We haven't had a good court naming in a while. So, uh, this one will really take things to the next level. Somebody tweeted at TJ and I and reminded us that LSU did beat Kentucky to go to that Final Four in 1986, which I forgot about, but I should have remembered that year. Kentucky played LSU four times. They beat them three times, twice in the regular season, once in the conference championship, and then lost to them in the Elite Eight going to the Final Four. Like, wow. That's just tough, you know? <laughs> Having to beat them four times in one season. Whew. Man. Kirby says, uh, Roush, just hammer black coffee for a couple weeks and it'll become havoc. Sugar and cream don't make coffee taste miraculously phenomenal. No, and I've done this before. Uh, I think. Ideally, so my thought, Justin, I don't know if you, I don't think you're a coffee or a bourbon drinker. I'm but a bourbon I do, drinker. Okay, so for me, I think like like oh, one ice cube or like two ice cubes, or I, I use those uh, ice those ball those bourbon balls. Those yeah. like uh, like one of those, I think it really unlocks the flavor of bourbon. Same thing with me and like well, like a teaspoon of sugar, like that does just enough to really. Uh, make the coffee pop for me. But you know what? I've done this before. I can do it again. I can get back in the old swing of things. It's just, you know, getting out, getting back into the old healthy routine. It's uh, the, this, this, the, at least the Christmas sweets are out of the house. That, that was the one thing that was going to be holding me back. I, uh, yeah, I drink like five cups of coffee a year and I need all the sugar. So I can't relate. <laughs> oh, man. And I had somebody, um, I was standing in line at a Dunkin' Donuts, and I was behind a group of people that just ordered all sorts of fancy schmancy mocha lattes, all this stuff. And it's like, 
God, can I not just get, can I not just have like a coffee dispenser where, because it takes no time for me. But for you, it's a whole process to make your fancy schmancy drink. Somebody tweeted at me, why don't you just make your own? It's like, <laughs> dude, I do, but we we can't always make our own coffee. We can, And sometimes I want to treat myself. The stuff at the store is, at a coffee shop, it's worth the extra $2 that it would cost to make one of your own at home. So sometimes I want to treat myself, okay? Treat Sorry. yourself. Is, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Texture says, does everyone freak out again if Wheeler plays bad on the road again tonight? Probably. Depends what the outcome is. Well, especially just because that's why, like, that's why you have your experienced senior point guard. You know, he's been in these moments before. You expect it from a young guy, but you don't from an old guy. So that that's really what all of my attention is going to be on tonight. A lot, a lot of pressure on Wheeler to perform well. He won't play bad. All right, and well, I'm relying on you, old scoots. I'm relying on you. Supposedly, Antonio Brown was told to leave by Bruce Arians, which is why this all came about. Reports saying Antonio Brown was too injured to re-enter the game, and Bruce Arians tried to force him back into the game. Brown said no. Arians cut it. Cut him on spot, reported by Ian Rappaport. Thoughts? Um, th- those two were tired of dealing with each other. And when push came to shove, boom. There you had it. An epic meltdown by Antonio Brown. What a joke. Is he he never plays again, right? No, somebody will sign him. I don't you know think? if he'll actually play, but I think somebody will. Yeah, people are desperate to win in the NFL. I just don't know if there's a team out there. Like the, like the Bucks didn't officially cut him. I think they're just going to keep him around so nobody else can sign him. Cuz like if you only need a mercenary for like a playoff game or two, why not, you know? Did you hear the side of it that AB was mad that they were freezing him out on purpose? No, I don't think they were doing that. That's You that's don't believe story. that? Yeah, no. I'm, I mean, I would I could definitely see a franchise doing that, saving themselves a million dollars. Yep. Why not? But that actually would be dumb though, because if you're going to go to the playoffs, then he's he's going to get there eventually. I don't I don't think that would be the case. Texter says I'm blocked by him. What did that idiot do now? Oh, that was Damon Thayer. Uh, <laughs> get him, TJ. I'm with you 100. percent Another texture on the Thorn Sex on says I know my constituents want it, but I don't. So suck it is a hell of a stance to take. I'm sure Georgetown will still reelect his dumbass though. Not to mention the guys from Michigan. I didn't realize that. Now it all makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. <laughs> I think Survivor Island is a million times nicer than that hellhole Frankfurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The texture uh, gives me crap. Uh, said, yikes, Roush. And they sent in a screenshot of me talking about being an adult. Uh, it was a post I wrote last night. I noticed about a day into my road trip, Justin, that my hotel habits had changed. I was like throwing trash away in the trash can and changing the thermostat like up and down as I entered and exited the room. I even made my bed one day, you know, just like, oh, I'll <laughs> pull the covers up. They, they thought that the using the trash can was a stretch, but like, dude, when you were in college, you didn't, you just set the beer bottle on the table, right, Justin? You didn't go throw it away. Oh, no. Yeah, no, straight on the table. I still do that. Yeah. Screw college. <laughs> but that's my point. Like, you're an adult when you start, like, physically putting all of your trash in the wastebasket every single time. That's yep. that's adulthood right there. And, Justin, I, you're still not there yet. 
I love the ending of your of that blip. It's like, after all, that's why the housekeepers have a job. <laughs> that was my thought, you know? <laughs> they got to do something around here. Uh, they asked, did Roush tip the cleaning staff? So I actually, I typically do, but I didn't have any cash. And they wow. only came in once, so I didn't feel too bad. Like, every time they the housekeeping crew came, I was always working and it was like, eh, I'm good. Like one day I took out the trash and gave it to them, but they didn't do much work. So I didn't feel bad not having any cash to leave behind. They have to, t they have to clean your room when you leave though. That's why you tip them. You don't tip them for what you're, what they're doing while you're there. Yeah. You tip but I think them you for do what tip, they're doing when you leave. I think you do tip them for while you're there as well. Like, I mean, you could, you could do it. You could do it at the end for both if you want, but no, the tip is for cleaning your room. But I felt bad because I didn't stop and get cash on the way, and it was just uh, it was a whole ordeal. I ended up tipping one of my bartenders on Venmo though, um, because I was like, "Dude, I <laughs> should have asked your housekeeper if you could do that." <laughs> uh, Nick, are there any high school prospects that we're still looking at that you know of? Yes, Jalen Farmer is one of them. He's an offensive guard that was committed to Florida. Uh, Roland had an update that said he's not currently committed there, so I think Kentucky's in good shape there. Uh, Davison Igbunison is announcing his decision at the that all-american game this weekend but it's probably going to be old Miss. so um not a ton yeah. of of lines out there so um you know we'll uh but you know things things could pop up uh they, they typically sign one or two in that february signing day um and the transfer portals allowed them to add those guys to the releases so we will we will wait and see i do like where they are at with farmer though Antonio Brown could be totally in the right on Sunday, but he's lost the BOTD, and he should be G-O-N-E gone. Yeah, he should be gone. Like that's -T -T. the thing. That that I don't I don't know what BOTD is, but um, like man, when you have a tirade like that, you just can't you can't expect people to take you back. You know, you just can't. Just can't do it. Uh, I can't expect, though, Kentucky to go out and win on the road tonight at LSU. Jay Billis and Carl Ravitch are on the call for ESPN at 7 p.m. Kentucky, now a two-point dog to LSU on the road. And I hate to keep beating that dead horse, but it's a big night for the guards. Time to go out. You can't rely on Kellen Grady to hit seven threes every night, but – that's why you need Wheeler and Washington to really step up in a big way on the road. Uh, ultimately, I do think Wheeler does get it done, uh, goes out and has 11 points, seven assists, and helps the Cats get a big win over the Tigers, 75-72. Uh, no, 81-70, Cats. 81-70, wow, wow. Big, big win. win. We're going to talk about it tomorrow on Kentucky Roll Call. We'll see you then starting at 7 a.m., on the Big X Sports Radio.